welcome back to the Soren Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Braden, and as always, I am joined by Alan Pena. Now, today we're not going to call him any fancy pineapple names. We, we've done that enough for now. We'll let, we'll let him rest on that. Um, but it is summer. We have great news we're needing to talk about today. NHL draft is going on. Um, in fact, it might have ended at this point, but that's besides the point. We also got big news with the World Baseball Classic. Folks, it is back, and we are going to talk about it and let you know how we feel about it. If you follow us on Twitter, you've already heard that we're, we were going to talk about this. If not, why don't why aren't you following us on Twitter, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, before we get too far into it, Alan, how are you doing today? Pretty good. As you can see. Pretty good, just having another good day, and obviously, if you, if you see the surroundings, it is very different from being out in the country. Uh, we're now in town. It's a, I would say it's kind of like an upgrade. The only thing is there's no backyard, but right in front of, in front of where my wife and I live, there is a dog park, and I know that our dog has been very excited. And he's trying to make a couple friends, but it takes time, and I think he'll be fine. But other than that, it's been good, and can't complain, really, just just taking it one step at a time. I mean, that's all you can do in today's society and world, right? Just one foot in front of the other? Yep. I agree. Well, great. So, Alan, we it's been a while since last we chatted, and we won't go too far into it today. We can maybe save that for an episode all on its own, and we already have a, an article on our website about it. Oh, yeah, we also have a website. Guys, did you not hear about that either? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm on today, guys, but I'm having fun with fun with life right now and having fun recording. <laughs> it's been good. a while <laughs> since we sat in front of the mic recording, and I'm having fun, And uh, but... Anyway, since last time we recorded, Alan, we got some big news to announce, and that is that the Colorado Avalanche are the Stanley Cup 2022 champions. Yeah, that is true. It is true. I was like, like, had they lost, I probably would have given you, I probably would have given you a hard time, just the way you gave me a hard time with the Dodgers, which I don't know which would have been worse, but hey. Glad that they won. They overcame whatever what the hump of not getting past the second round and all. But they did it. They did it in a fashion which I said from the beginning, like to beat a team like the Lightning, you gotta kill them. And that's exactly what the Avalanche did. I wish it could have ended in five, but the Avalanche didn't let their guard down and they got the kill, and that's what you do with a great team. You go for the kill. And congratulations to the Avalanche. And I think it's important to note that as we watched that, that series, we watched most of that series together. And Yes, we have. Yep. It, it was interesting for me to see, for a team who was going for a three-peat, not very easy to do, especially in the NHL's dynasty or salary cap era that we're in. But it just seemed to me that the team, Tampa team just didn't want it as much as the Colorado team. And when that happens, you're not going to win the Stanley Cup. And it, it was, and it felt like they all knew they were going to lose that series before we did. And that, and that was an interesting thing for me to watch, was just a complete and utter breakdown 
of the entire Tampa Bay Lightning team. Yeah. And in any sport, like, if you don't show that hunger, even if you lose, like, it just shows you that, hey, you don't want it. Like, it's one thing that, like, you want it, you do everything, and you lose. But it's another where it's just like, eh, do I really want it? Do I really want to repeat? Which, if you ask any team in any sport, if you say, hey, you have a chance for a repeat, a lot of them will say, oh, let's do it. Let's go. But you're right. Like, it, it really gave a signal like, I don't know if we want a repeat. But, but it happened. Again, the Avalanche, congratulations. Uh, I don't know if the parade has already started. I assume Parade's already has. happened, dude. Or it happened. I already got yet. it. I already got a screen recording DVR on my uh, hard drive. <laughs> oh, okay. If you would have told me you were there, okay, no problem. Like, I would have been. I awesome. wish I was there, but unfortunately, I was working that day and I didn't have the foresight to try and get the day off and way ahead of time. <laughs> oh, that's okay. That's okay. It happens. Plus, I don't think I could afford the gas or plane ticket down there anyway. So that that's another debate. But yeah, that is on, true. The, that on is the lightning true. side of things, too, I think part of that want to, to win, they had it in them. But I honestly believe part of what was going on, too, was just the team was so tired. You got to imagine, they've played almost 100-plus games of, in the season. For the almost they played a lot of hockey for the past three years mm-hmm. and eventually that's going to catch up to that team and those bodies and those players and so it could have been a mixture of just them being so doggone tired but also they just broke down completely in a lot of ways that signaled they just it felt to me as a fan watching and even as I was taking away my as colored glasses which I wasn't very successful I'll be honest but it just seemed too that the Lightning team, from coach on down, just didn't want that third cup as much as he has wanted that third cup for for the organization and the first cup for a lot of those players. Yeah, and also the playoff rule that they told get, it was pretty tough. Like that they had like you had to go seven games with the Maple Leafs, and which was not easy. Which Toronto won that series in a landslide, but. I don't know what they were thinking. That's a whole different story. Then you go, if I'm correct, they went another game seven with the Hurricanes, which they were on the roll, if I'm correct. But still, it was no. it was. Tampa didn't play the Hurricanes. That was the Rangers. Um, oh, the Rangers Tampa swept Florida. Okay, well they swept Florida easy. Thank you. And then with the Rangers, they had to come. They had to come back down 2-0. And and win in six. Obviously, if they would have if they would have went to seven, it would have been funny. Considering the fact that Madison Square Garden also booked a Justin Bieber concert that day, which hilarious, but that didn't happen. But still, like having tough games like that, like even though you always say like teams that travel the the tough road wins, which is true, but also like if if you don't find a way to like, to like hey, get it back together or like still keep that drive, it can it can get you physically and then that transfers to you mentally. Right. And so but 
You also, I also want to say, you know, respect to the Tampa Bay fan base, their players, and their organization. They've won two Stanley Cups back to back in the COVID era, when which we're still kind of in, which is um, phenomenal and unbelievable. And honestly, they, th- while they're not the favorites to win the cup, that still rests with Colorado. They could be. We could see a rematch in the Stanley Cup Finals next year. So oh, I, I would say hopes of the dynasty in Tampa Bay are over. Obviously, we have to wait for the season, off season, and playoffs of this upcoming season for all that to matter. But I wouldn't say the dynasty hopes are over because they're still a dynasty having won two cups back to back and losing to a team who's who was a bit younger, had a lot, and basically it's the Tampa Bay of the Western Conference, let's be honest. Yeah. So we could see this matchup in the Stanley Cup Finals for a few more times. Well, I agree. I think probably we might say it two times or three times, but obviously it will depend on what teams make some moves and and their approach. So it's going to be very interesting. And we already know, at least on Colorado's end, Darcy Kemper, the goal, goaltender of that series, is out of Colorado. He's priced himself out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they've traded for, I can't remember his first name, but but I want to say it was Igor, but that's probably not right. But Gigor Giv, the backup goaltender from the Rangers. Mm-hmm. And so that, that so that'll be interesting. We've already, Colorado's already re-signed Cogliano. Um, Thermi- Sackett just won GM of the year. So uh, Colorado fan base, we have a saying of, in Joe, we trust. And yeah. right now that's what we're banking on. But Tampa, I don't know what they're doing because they just traded McDonough, one of their top defensemen. I believe he's a defenseman. He might be a forward. Anyway, one of their top players who had a no-trade clause, but he waived it as he got traded to Nashville. And uh, I don't I don't get that move, but it is what it is. So we have to wait to see what this offseason comes about, and we'll talk about that maybe next week, um, just what these two teams are doing and the rest of the NHL offseason. But since we're on mm-hmm. the topic of the NHL, Alan, did you see that message I sent to a group chat we have? with some pretty historic news out of uh, the NHL free free entry draft? Yes, I did see that. Uh, Yes, I did. Yes. I'm looking at it. I'm really looking at it right now. So why don't we, why don't you fill in the people on what, what, what historic event happened in uh, the NHL entry draft? Okay. Pretty much that the, with the top two picks tonight, both coming from Slovakia. And that that's pretty big news in and of itself. But what the NHL... Yeah, it is. Pretty what, big. Yeah, what the NHL Public Relations Twitter account posted with that... Can't really see it in this picture, but it's like it's really interesting. Let me go see if I can find it real quick. But it's this is like maybe the second time or so that something like this has happened in the NHL entry draft. Where the first two picks did not come. Yeah. So, according to NHL Public Relations and on, on Twitter account, and I'm going to mm-hmm. kind of roll with it because, well, it's the one of the it's the official account for that that for for this. They said this is the second time in NHL draft history where the top two picks were born outside of North America and hailed from the same country. So something like this, guys, has only happened twice. And uh, I think we need to call up uh, our old friend Owen Wilson for this one. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Because <laughs> stuff like this, it 
is amazing. And Slovakia hockey has really been really good. I don't know if you've been watching international play, but as some from what international play I've seen and followed, and even just some of the reporters that are in that loop, what they've been seeing is that Slovakia team is really up and coming. Mm. I did not know that, but it is true. Like, there's always something about countries that they want to develop, and I'm I'm very very excited to see what these two players are going to bring to the franchises, and and hopefully this is a start for for Slovakia as far as like trying to join the powerhouses of of international hockey. I, I would agree to that, but I think it's also interesting to note that teammate of these two players on the Slovakia international team, that I, I want to say it's their junior team because of how it all works in international play, but if it's not, got mm-hmm. listeners, please correct at me on that. It's not the only Slovakian player from that team to be drafted by the Canadians. And so in the first two rounds that were aired last night, so I think that in and of itself is uh, really interesting to know. And guys, this NHL draft, we we might not see a lot of these prospects right away because it, some of them will have to get used to the American game and the American ice. The international play, I want to say, has a bit shorter length than ice, or maybe it's width. It's Either way, the, the ice in American game is a bit different than the international game. And so they're going to have to get a bit used to that. And we're going to have a bit more on that on our website. So feel free to go there. Um, We're still working on the research for that particular article, but go there if you guys want to see more about what we have to say on that. Because really, guys, the meat of this particular episode is um, something that I didn't personally think would actually be coming back. I thought with the Olympics being more prevalent, MLB would work something out with Olympic committees to allow players to kind of go play in these international play opportunities to grow the game. But they're bringing something back, and we've already hinted at it at the beginning of the this particular episode. But Alan, what are we what are we going to have a chance to see this next year? Well, this next year we're going to have the World Baseball Classic, and to be honest, like I'll have an article coming up this weekend, and I would say this: this is the prime opportunity for baseball to take advantage, like. Friday hit, boom, World Baseball Classic. The excitement is there, and you can't describe better. Like the best players playing for their national teams in baseball, it changes the game. We always see it in soccer. We always see it in basketball. We see it in hockey. Baseball, we haven't seen it much. And then the first time it came, it changed the game. And then obviously COVID. Like, there was some stuff that didn't happen, but now that it's back, it's actually going to bring a lot of excitement. And the players, I would say they're also excited, and they cannot wait. As soon as when October hits, if their teams do not make the playoffs, I think they'll be ready to lead their countries in the WBC. I have the windows open because it's a warm day, so we're trying to – <laughs> the, uh, the apartment. So sorry for all the yeah. excess noise. We, I live near uh, a, a small airport, so that was the plane propellers you heard, and I'm right near the street, so cars are going by. 
Um, but in regards to what you just said on, I think what's really interesting is while it's not it on par yet, and while it's not there yet, this really has the potential, the World Baseball Classic, to become basically the FIBA's World Cup or even FIFA's World Cup, but for baseball. It really yeah. has the potential to become that because when we think about international play for FIFA, FIBA, or what what have you for these other sports, do we really think of the Olympics for these type of things? I know I personally don't. Like when it comes to soccer, I don't think of the Olympics as the grand competition for these players to go to. Yes, it's fun to yeah. see them on the Olympic stage if, when they win those medals, and that means a lot for them. But when you it's think FIFA, about international play, you think of the World Cup. That's what you think about. And even hockey yeah. has a, a international competition. But I think the Olympics for hockey kind of takes a bit over um, yeah. just because of how it all works. Um, so that's kind of like their World Cup. But hockey has tons of international competition. The World Juniors is basically a junior-level World Hockey Cup, if you will. And it, it's one of the most watched competitions in the world for hockey, especially mm-hmm. – for a lot of people that want to see up-and-comers, a lot of those players who play in World Juniors just are getting drafted right now. And I think that's exciting. So what, what, what the World Baseball Classic, to me, really has the potential to be is baseball's world answer to the World Cup. And the countries where football, or soccer, if you will, reigns supreme, and especially the World Cup, this could be baseball's answer. And I think it, it has... It is the answer. Like I've, like I've said, I've, I got to see the first World Baseball Classic. It was like, I was like, okay, we'll see what this is about. And blown away, like, blown away by, like, even, like, players that you never thought that were vocal became vocal with the national team, with their national teams, respectively. And that's what you're going to see a lot with these players. Players that so you thought, oh, they're all about the working hard and all, but they're also like, hey, they become leaders of their national team, which that you're, you take, you're like, take a back from that because you, you, you don't really look at them that way. But when you see them for their national team, it changes and the level grows not just for themselves, but the team. So I think I believe it has already the, the potential, it's the answer, but I think also, you know how we always talk about, hey, you want to bring new fans to the game? Like, and of baseball, you know, we always talk about that. Well, this is a great opportunity right here, the World Baseball Classic. You introduce, like, probably some people like it. I know, I know people that, hey, um, like, oh, I don't, like, like, for instance, in soccer, they don't know anything about the soccer clubs, like the, the Real Madrid or the Barcelona's, but if they're like, oh, yeah, Kylian Mbappé, oh, he plays for France, the French basketball team, yeah, 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 I know him, heck of a player. Or like, oh, Ronaldo, he plays Portugal. Yeah, like, I know people that they don't know about clubs, but they know about the national team. And that's, that's a perfect way to get people in baseball, introduce them to the national team and, oh, this player's very good and all. That is how you're going to get them, like, just – Introduce them to the international competition, and then 
you get them to the club level. Even though for some it's vice versa, but to me the best formula is introducing them on an international stage and then going to the club level. Right. And I think especially as we see there we like you just mentioned, Alan, people get really excited when they hear about their players, you know, on their club level teams being part of international competition. Now, the clubs themselves are kind of a little worried because that's, of course, you know, that's a risk for them to get injured, stuff like that. But I think what's really interesting is the potential, at least potential lineup for the American team and in all these teams and even these different groups. And I'm really excited to see what, who, which players go. And... I don't. I want to say, but it was a World Baseball Classic. But I distinctly remember seeing this video of Javi Baez basically giving the no-no finger to a player who was sliding into second base, and I'm pretty sure that was at a World Baseball Classic game. Now, Javi Baez, he's a colorful and like uh, expressive player like that, so he might have done it a whole bunch of times. But I, I'm pretty sure this video I'm thinking of was at a World Baseball Classic game. Oh, I see. Probably, yeah, considering. And also, it's not surprising that's what Javi Baez does. He he is a colorful baseball player, and that's what we need in our game. But but either way, like, we expect to make a trip to either Phoenix or Miami to, to watch one of these games. And I hope people do do the same because this event, I, I first watched it in 2006 blown away by it and and really it's one of those that you've got to go there like look at it as if it was your world cup but in baseball and and i'm glad it's back and to be honest i hope it continues because it does bring a lot of excitement you see different cultures there like how they approach baseball like is it like and i've had friends that went to it, like this isn't gonna be your typical spring training where you're just going to sit back and relax. It's all quiet. Uh-uh. If you're going to go to a Dominican Republic baseball game or a Mexico game, expect a lot of singing, a lot of drums, a lot of uh, percussions, a lot of music, a lot of dancing. Expect a lot of noise and a lot of fun because that's what they're going to bring other other fans of different countries. They're going to bring their own style. So, this, like I said, this isn't going to be spring training all quiet. I'm going to watch the game. I need my hot dogs. This is going to be like you're not just watching the game, but you got to enjoy the fans of other nations. Soak it in. And, hey, join the party. Why not? Obviously, we're not going to drink. But if dance, music. And watching the baseball game, why not? Let's let's welcome that because that's that is the beauty of like events like the world, the WBC. Right, and something I think is really interesting for me is the fact that when we watch this, right, we're going to have a chance to see Shohei Otani on an international stage, Mike Trout possibly playing center field in USA colors. Um, the potential for what 
we're about to see is unreal, guys. And I think we're only beginning to understand just how impressive this could really be. Oh, yeah, it will be. Or, or who else? You, you also have Ronald Acuna Jr. with I think he's from Venezuela being playing for them. Or who else am I missing? Vlad Guerrero Jr. from the Dominican Republic. Boom, that's another one. Like, or even if Germany is a qualified Max Kepler in. So that's just a golden opportunity. And and as I mentioned before, this is the right time to bring in fans into baseball, right? Start them there. And then head into the major leagues. Or even like international people that never heard of baseball or wanted to learn of the game of baseball, the World Baseball Classic, that is the perfect route to do it. Right? And I think there's just so much that we can see, and I think we all have favorite players from around the world, right? Shohei Otani, he's probably one of the best players in the league right now from Japan. If, and the Obviously, he's from Japan, but he's just one of the best players in the league, period. End of story. If he keeps playing the way he is, there's no reason why he couldn't be at least in the conversation for MVP and Cy Young. And mm -hmm. that's just insane to think about. And, you know, Bryce Harper, he's out with injury, but he's really come into his own as a Phillies player. And he was playing for a while, swinging, hitting home runs with a broken thumb. <laughs> All right. And who, as someone who's broken their thumb, that that that's impressive. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but if we think about what a possible lineup for at least the states could be, I mean, rotation-wise, there's so many players to pick from. But if you imagine we're going to each country is going to throw the best of the best of their country has to offer, and a lot of them will probably be MLB players. So if we think about, especially the U.S. team. You know, starting rotation, top three, Verlander, DeGrom, and Scherzer. I think that one, two, three punch would be pretty much unmatched at, by any other team out there. And then, yeah. and then rounding it up, you could pick anyone. I threw in Kershaw and Cole, Garrett Cole, but I think honestly, Garrett Cole could be replaced by, you know, Walker Bueller or even, you know, Corbin Burns with Milwaukee last year. So, mm -hmm. Cy Young winner, Sonny Gray could even fit in there. He's a great pitcher. So just the fact that we see so much the potential for a really good baseball, just pitching pitcher-wise for that starting rotation is unreal. And then I I haven't filled out the full lineup yet, but if we think about it, at catcher, one of the best American catchers playing right now is probably JT Realmuto, the way he handles the pitching staff, the way he swings his bat, um, stuff like that. For me, first base is a toss-up between Paul Goldschmidt and Pete Alonso, um, and I think that's just true truly depends on the matchup and what you're going for. I think Pete Alonso, great power, uh, con really great hitter. I haven't seen enough of his defensive play to say see how say how well he is as a defender. But I know Paul Goldschmidt is a really great defender. So, you know, and that's no slouch to Pete Alonso. But I just haven't watched enough baseball with, recently with hockey taking over my peripheral. <laughs> I mean, my team was in the Stanley Cup finals guys get cut me some slack i am a baseball guy but i just haven't had a chance to catch up when my team's winning a championship yeah. in hockey so 
Uh, third base, I am biased because I think he's the greatest third baseman of all time, but that honestly should be Nolan Arenado, and I will not hear arguments for anyone else. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he brings it all. He brings the defensive power. He brings the the flash of the glove. He brings hitting power, hitting for contact. The only thing he might not bring as much is speed, but you can fill that out and arrange the lineup any way you want. For shortstop, I was tossed up between Trevor Story or Trey Turner. Um, I think either one would be great addition for that team. And then, obviously, left field, center field, and right field are my four outfielders. It could go either way, but I'd have Milky Betts, Mike Trout, Bryce Harper. You could make arguments for Aaron Judge, Byron Buxton. Um, oh, there's tons of outfielders out there. Um Raphael Devers, I can't remember what position he plays for sure for Boston. Raphael Devers, I think he's third. He's third. I you could I could see him being on. I think he's third, but I think he's Dominican or something. I have to double check. Yeah, but he he'll probably play, and he'd be a great player on on whatever team he goes to. Yeah, he's, he's Dominican. Yes. Okay, so it, it it'll just be interesting to see how these different things line up, and then obviously, I don't know enough about bullpen arms or there's so many bullpen arms out there but uh we we can make arguments for that later but the potential of the star power and as i read off that name those list of names i just come up with alan doesn't that just sound like an american powerhouse for this tournament well yeah it does it does like it's nothing that they shouldn't be ashamed of it's like hey you, you bring out the best. Each one brings out the best. But I also want to say that this is probably the only event that I can think of where you might be the favorite, you're the favorite, but that doesn't mean nothing. Like, like when the first edition came out, the U.S., you had Ken Griffey Jr., Derek Jeter, A-Rod, and... They got ousted by Mexico. And the only major league players that I could think of at that time, they had Jorge Cantu, who was, I think, was playing with the race at that time, and Oliver Perez. I think he was a pitcher for the uh, Pirates at that time. Those are the only two I could think of. Like, oh, I, even, I think probably uh, Vinny Castilla, who used to play for the Rockies that there, and I think at that time he was with the Braves or somewhere back in Mexico. I don't remember. Those are the only three major league guys that they had. And they beat them. So, and, and then even the Netherlands, beating the Dominican Republic twice. It's right. kind of like saying, yeah, it's kind of like saying it's as if, uh, let me see, as if South Korea beat Germany. If you think about it. So, like, this is also, like, upset alert. Like, you got to be on the lookout. And also where if you're not in the majors, but you have the talent and you display it in the World Baseball Classic, you're going to get noticed a lot. Just ask Daisuke Matsuzaka. Just ask you, Darvish. Just ask Julie Gurriel from Cuba, who's not playing with the Astros. Just ask those guys. The World Baseball Classic became an open an opening 
for, for them, for scouts to notice, hey, we need to get this guy. This guy can get us to the World Series or can get us into the playoffs. And voila, all three guys played on teams that were on World Series teams later on. Right, and and that's what tournaments like this have need. You need that star power, names that you know fans who just love baseball will recognize. You know, like your Harpers, your Trouts, your your Otani's, Darvishes, um, Acuna Juniors, uh, Guerrero Juniors. You need those names, but you also want to fill it out with players who just play good who are great players who fit what you're trying to do as a team mm -hmm. and have having that balance. Cause like when you watch the FIFA world cup, Alan, you know, when I watch for Por Portugal or, or Argentina, I don't necessarily know any other players beside Messi and Ronaldo on those two teams. Mm -hmm. And, and that's cause I'm maybe more of a casual soccer fan in that sense, but mm -hmm. you know, and for me, that's enough to get me interested in watching that game. And so, and that's what baseball needs is, especially with this World Baseball Classic, for it to succeed, it needs to have those names that people recognize for these different countries. Otherwise, it's going to have a hard time getting viewership. Yeah. Obviously, baseball diehards are going to watch it, but if you want casual baseball fans to watch it, you want people with star power on these teams just so they can see them in a different light and learn some different things about the game and different players as well. Yeah, definitely. I agree. And that is why you're attracted with the stars and then the rest of it, it's like, oh, wait a minute, this guy or this guy, like, it's not just the scouts, but also the fans. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow this guy. I'm going to see what, what else he does. So, yeah, I, I don't know what else to say, but I totally can't agree more with that statement all right well we got well kind of we're winding down and i think honestly guys for more we could talk about the groups but there's still a lot to be determined by the groups i mean we're going to have usa mexico colombia and canada being group c pool d group d will be puerto rico venezuela dominican and israel um pool b is Jap japan korea australia and china and Pool A will be Chinese Taipei, or Taipei, sorry, which I believe is just Taiwan. But Taiwan, be, yes. But that'll be something different. Obviously, the Netherlands, Cuba, Italy will be playing in this, apparently, which is cool. Um, so there, there's really a whole lot of interesting things to learn as we watch these players. But I'm going to hit, hit the button, Alan, and we're going to start winding down. Let's get into some final thoughts. Yeah, pretty much. It's back. The World Baseball Classic, tune in. We will talk about it, but we're going to talk about it once we get in April where all the teams are set, and we'll talk. And our goal is to be there. We will record everything there, and we'll just talk about it from there starting next year. But just relax. Stay tuned. We'll bring more content, especially Rudy Gobert getting traded to the Timberwolves. And... I'll have an article by this weekend about that, so check it out. I'll, as soon as it's posted, we will bring that. To, we will share that to you through social media. Perfect, and guys, we already have an article on our webpage about the championship final game in the championship, and my my thoughts as well as just the game itself. 
Um, so go check that out. We're going to have this episode come out shortly, so stay tuned for whatever we come up with next. We might discuss some basketball with the Rudy Gobert trade. We might continue to talk about, you know, the NHL entry draft. We're hoping to get some... I know we've been saying this for a while, but we've, we're, we're putting feelers. We just need to start really getting responses. So we're hoping to, to continue to try and get some interviews of beat reporters, players, whatever. So if there's someone you you think would be great that you want to hear from about their perspective on on certain players in the leagues that we talk about, feel free to reach out to us. Um, but yeah, we'll just uh, just follow us on social media if you don't already, and we're just going to w- wind this out and listen to the rest of this song and jam out. But everybody, stay safe, have fun, and, and be remember positive. it's summer. Yep, summertime.